Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's great to be here with you today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. This show is posted each and every day on every podcast platform. You can watch it on YouTube as well. Give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. On today's show, I'm so excited to bring on my really good pal, Jason Jordan, locked on's official recruiting extraordinaire. He's the expert, all things recruiting, and we're going to talk a lot about Duke basketball here on today's show. Of course, these segments are always brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn, the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across our network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Without further ado, Jason Jordan is here with us. Hey, man, how are you? Good. How are you, man? Good to be here. Glad doing and doing very well and glad that you are here on the program. I want to talk about Duke basketball as they continue to get set for a big game coming up this weekend. What a rivalry it is always between Duke and UNC. We were talking beforehand. It's already here, man. All of a sudden it snuck back up on us. That's crazy. I, yeah, I, I was <laughs> I looked up the other day. I was like, oh, is that Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's always fun. And I'm right here in on Tobacco Road. So, right. you know, I, I always uh, like to go around on game day just to see uh, the trash talk. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, no, you got to rep your school colors, that's for sure, on days like this. Uh, You and I, both natives of the state of North Carolina, we know how much this game means to the state. It also just means a whole lot to college basketball. People all across the world are going to be watching this game coming up on Saturday night. It's the first game since the Final Four matchup, which was the first time, of course, these schools ever met in the NCAA tournament. The last time the Tar Heels were in um, Cameron Indoor Stadium, it didn't end favorably in Coach K's send-off. So we've got tons of storylines going into this matchup. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and, you know, obviously they're going to probably use that as a, you know, um, some motivation. I'm sure Shire will remind uh, the team about how that went last year. I mean, oof, man, I, you know, I, I, I was talking about that the other day, uh, that game, and uh, to lose in that way, oof, that's – Tough. Yeah, you got to think that there's some locker uh, bulletin board material definitely being being made up right now. No doubt. I mean, look, John Shire, it is his first installment as the head coach in this rivalry. Of course, he would fill in from Coach K from time to time over the last few years. K was always good and ready to go for those UNC games, though. So he's never had a role as the acting head coach in this capacity against the Tar Heels. Had many great games against them in his playing career. Do you think yeah. John Shire's ready for a moment like this? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, he's he's tailor made for these moments. I mean, he's been a part of him on staff, and people give him flack for not being an, a head coach, but he's been there. Um, you know, it, it is different when the buck stops with you. He's feeling yeah. it right now. Um, but you know, I think he's primed for it. He's one of the coolest guys I know in the profession. So. I think he'll be able to handle it. So excited to see kind of what this installment looks like this year with Shire on one sideline, Hubert Davis on the other. Saw Hubert yeah. a little bit a year ago, but we don't have these iconic Hall of Famers 
Maybe right. these will be our next good coaches on both sidelines yeah. in this storied rivalry. Yeah, so far so good. I mean, Hubert had a pretty good year last year. I think he won one or two games <laughs> at the end. Um, Unfortunately Shires, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Shires, um, you know, obviously on the right track. I mean, they've, they've hit a, a non-Duke-like skid, but I think, you know, this week will tell a lot. This week it will. will tell a lot. It absolutely will. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Also, for uh, storylines in this game in particular, there are always plenty. Over the last several years, you've got Duke freshmen having the bright lights, getting their first chance to play in a rivalry like this. For North Carolina, though, uh, they're led by a couple of players that are no strangers to this rivalry when you look at how much experience they've got back and knowing that they've played in big games like this against Duke. Yeah, I mean, Mondo, Baco, Leakey. I mean, that's that's rough. Experience matters in everything in life, but it certainly matters in college basketball and in sports. And so, um, you know, you would probably have to, you know, if you're, if you're tipping it somewhere, you probably lean to the experience. I know you guys are going to uh, turn your turn, push mute right now, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's got, I mean, at the end of the day, the talent is there and, you know, um, you hope everybody's healthy enough to play, Dariq. So, you know, that's what we want to see. I want to see everybody healthy enough to play, and let's just roll it out and see what happens. So, with this game in particular, and with North Carolina talking about the experience, at that guard spot, Caleb Love is now in his junior season. From St. Louis, of course, he's playing for JT's Pops. He's got the Duke connection, so to speak. And the internet this week, Jason, is reminding plenty of folks that that junior guard spot went to Jeremy Roach for the Blue Devils instead of Caleb Love, and that Caleb Love is averaging 20-plus points per game in his career against the Duke. Well, he lives for moments like these. When you look back to sort of this matchup of junior guards and the decision for both of these coaching staffs to get Caleb Love and Jeremy Roach from the recruiting perspective, what comes to mind? What memories do you have? What thoughts do you have on this matter? Because the Internet's talking about this matchup a lot this week. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is in that, you know, in that class, Duke was pretty fixed on Jeremy Roach. Right. They were, you know, trust me, (laughs) they were before he committed. I mean, they were he was their guy like he he it was pretty much Jeremy or bus like we were throwing the kitchen. We got out. We're all in for Jeremy. And I I don't think they really looked outside of that because I I know for a fact there were other point guards that were like, hey, I mean, you know, I'm down. And they were like, not Jeremy Roach, you know. And so, so, you know, and, and he obviously he's he's um, turned out to be a really good player for them. Caleb Love definitely plays with a chip on his shoulder, uh, whether he admits it or not, um, when he when he when he comes against Duke. So um, that certainly will be the case again. I'm sure Duke fans hope that he's going to be shooting blanks because Caleb can shoot yeah. blanks. Um, and you know, I, but I, you know, he's gonna they're gonna be hungry both ways. And you know, I know Jeremy will bring it because he's been consistently bringing it since the end of last year and on into this year. Going to be so much fun on Saturday night from inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Duke basketball taking on North Carolina. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We'll continue this conversation in just a moment after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by FanDuel. This is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner because they're number one in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. 
The FanBook Sportsbook app is FanDuel, excuse me, Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jason Jordan. Follow him on Twitter at JasonNCJordan. He's Locked On's official recruiting insider. So we're talking about the future of Duke basketball in games like this. It's always set to be a big recruiting weekend for both of these schools when uh, it comes to Duke and UNC. And I would imagine over the years, Jason, that's always been one of the first things you want to figure out from both of these coaches at both venues. Like, who do you want to be at a game like this? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I usually uh, start <laughs> trying to identify the list around Wednesday or Thursday. You know, they got a, a game earlier in the week, so you kind of let them do that. And then right. you know, Wednesday, Thursday, you're trying to get the try and get the finalists. But there's always somebody that comes on Saturday morning. <laughs> True story. Like, there's always like, a, yeah, we got a ticket. Come on down. Bring you and your dad. Come on down and stuff like that. So that's always fun trying to figure out who's coming and um, you know, uh, because the fans, I'm, you know, I, you guys are very creative, so I know that they're always looking to get their signs ready and their chants ready and stuff like that. Yeah, trying to find every way possible to get set for future Blue Devils. It looks like the 2023 class, as we well know, is set in stone. Players have signed their letter of intents. Uh, and then in 2024, slower momentum right now for Duke basketball. Darren Harris is the lone commitment right now for the Blue Devils. Maybe it seems as though, Jason, and I want you to speak to this, is John Shire assuming a lot of the players on the current roster will be there for a few years and not feeling as much pressure to go out and continue to build that 2024 class or what's the reason well, for this? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like and we had this conversation the other day with a couple NBA guys and it's like, yeah, man, you know, you <laughs> nothing is, is definite, you know, nothing is definite. And, you know, you, maybe you thought certain guys were not going to be there. Maybe you even thought they were going to be, you know, not even, you know, shoe-ins to be shaking Adam Silver's hand, but you know, you look at it, and on the court, it, it the numbers ain't adding up. Yeah. You know? So they're they, they're not gonna have a choice. They're gonna have to, you know, stay in college. Um. So, yeah, I do think that is absolutely factoring in. Um, but you know, they they are, uh, they did make the final list for Dylan Harper. I think that recently came out. So he's Duke, Rutgers, Indiana, Kansas, and Auburn. I think are his final five. And Duke's in really good position there. So um, I know that they're they're throwing it all at Dylan Harper. And so um, I think they're in good position at this point. Yeah, that's that's kind of the big name that people want to talk about is is Dylan Harper possibly teaming up and and playing for Duke. Again, that's still a few years away because we've still got this 2023 class with five players. That's a very good class. And three of them were able to earn McDonald's All-American honors this past week. Jason. Should have been four. Should have been four. I mean, TJ wasn't eligible. Right. Explain that to us. Explain that to us. Yeah. So uh, he's a fifth year uh, senior. So, and people didn't know. Okay. That's the only reason he's not (laughs) in the game. We're straight off talent and, you know, where he's at ranked in the class. He's absolutely has his jersey printed and he's in the three point contest right now. Um, so really, other than that, Duke should have had five. Caleb Foster averaged 30 points a game at Peach Jam. Who do, whoever doesn't know, 
Nike Peace Jam is widely regarded. When I say widely, I mean like 98% of the people that follow recruiting know that Peace Jam is the most premier tournament of the summer. And I'm talking about on planet Earth for that age group. <laughs> it's not Adidas. Respectfully, Adidas. Love you guys. Adidas and Under Armour, they know they're playing second and third. Nike EYBL, which is Peach Jam, the culmination is Peach Jam, um, is the premier event. And so at the Nike Peach Jam, where everybody who's anybody plays, uh, Caleb Foster absolutely put on one of the greatest offensive performances I've ever seen, averaging around 30 points a game. Did I say right. 30? I, <laughs> 30? I watched him do it, you know. And so uh, for him not to be in the game is – it's it's – it's weird. I don't. There's no way else to put. It. He, he absolutely got snubbed. He's at the top of my snub list. I have a couple other guys that are on that list, but he's definitely on top. So um, unfortunate for him, but I'm sure he'll use it as fire, and he'll just be more hungry when he gets to Durham next year. Yeah, let's talk about this a little bit because Duke fans love talking about Caleb Foster and the fact that he's not there. The other players in the class, uh, the three that did make it, Sean Stewart, Jared McCain, McKenzie Mbako, all advocating for the fact that. You know, hey, we need to uh, we, we need to get Caleb Foster there for the McDonald's All-American game. Yes. He just didn't quite get that honor. With that yes. being said, though, uh, people want to point to someone like Bronny James, right, that gets this opportunity, and that is a whole different basket to kind of jump in. Also, there's the, the East and West dynamic that comes into play. Is that a big factor, like geographically, where all these players are located, or how exactly does that work, Jason? Explain this to us. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand how they put certain people on the West. I mean, I, they got a Georgia kid on the West, right? Like, what? You know, what? They do that I didn't game. realize I that. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Like, I don't. I don't know how they come up with this stuff. I, that's a great question. I mean, I need to ask them this here in Houston. I mean, I sit to talk to them all the time. I should ask them that. But when it comes to Bronny James, um, think he's a great. Think he's a really good player. Um, he's definitely grown over the last six months he had a really solid summer um and i definitely think he has a bright future now that out of the way he he's not supposed to be in the game you know his dad is lebron um and i understand from a marketing standpoint and i understand tv and all that stuff i understand the shots of the the sideline shots during the game or that would be money um, but that shouldn't be sure. You know, not to say you know, no, no. Lebroni is no scrub. Now I'm not saying that. Don't don't make me extreme. But <laughs> he's not supposed to be there over Caleb Foster. He's right. not supposed to be there over Layden Blocker. He's not supposed to be there over um, you know a couple other guys. But those two are the ones that jump out. And Simeon Wilcher. I mean, it, no, no, no. Right. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's all about what you do against other elite players who are of your same vein and those guys dominated other elite players. They just did, you know, but it, it's the way the world works, you know, and, and I, the only thing they'd be able to do is use it as uh, fuel for the, you know, for the next season. And that's what Caleb Foster can do. And I know that that's what Duke is certainly hoping for. It'd be awesome to get them there. Duke continues to extend their lead that they've got all time with these McDonald's All-Americans and um, would have been awesome to get four, but they'll have to settle with three. Uh, the three that are going are still pretty damn good basketball players, Jason. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys in the event. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, Jared McCain, you know, Mbako, um, and man, who am Sean I? Sean Stewart. John's, ooh, Sean, don't get mad at me. But they're going to be, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll they'll give you a lot. Yeah, I mean, not that you're going to forget the Caleb Foster, but they're going to put on a show. Uh, Jerry McCain's always great to watch. Um, you know, the way he, um, his offensive prowess, and Michael does everything well. Sean Stewart has never met a dunk that he didn't like. So um, those guys are definitely going to put on a show for um, Duke, and they'll be well represented. Um certainly in the game. I love it. Let's take our final timeout here on today's show. We'll wind down our conversation with Jason Jordan when Locked On Blue Devils continues here in a moment. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. We've been there all week long, and you can get insight analysis from the host that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Please make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows this week from the Senior Bowl, Locked On NFL Draft, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Jason Jordan. He is Locked On's college basketball recruiting insider. This, of course, brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. We take a look at Duke basketball this season. Uh, an injury scare for Derek Whitehead a week ago for the Blue Devils. I've talked a lot about that. Don't want to go back down that rabbit hole, Jason. But I will say from the freshman perspective, Filipowski has now had seven straight – or not seven straight, but seven total weeks as the ACC freshman of the year. And more importantly, after Saturday's game against Georgia Tech, it feels as though Derek Lively II is getting more and more comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's good to see that he's starting to come on a little strong. You knew it would happen. I mean, you know, he's too good to um, be at, you know, the reality is, I mean, the hard truth is he just hadn't been very productive. And, yep. um, but you know, at some point it's going to click. And I mean, you know, I know the fans are like, yes, if it's got to click in February, yeah, come on. Like you click in February, you know, <laughs> better late than so, never. Um, yeah. It's all about how you finish, not how you start, not to be cliche, but it's the truth. And um, it seems like he's starting to turn the corner. So that's it. Definitely a positive thing. Well, it is all about how you finish as opposed to how you start. However, I do want to finish the same way that we started, talking a little bit more about Duke and UNC. Big week here in the state. Your earliest memories of the Duke-UNC rivalry, Jason. What do you got? Take us oh, back man, to the time a- machine. Put a smile on some people's faces. What, what games come to mind when you think back oh, to the story rivalry? Oh, man. So many, so many. I remember um... – Oh, this is, you guys will love this. Uh, Gerald, I remember the Gerald Anderson, Henderson elbow. Yeah. <laughs> just, that was oh, epic. Wow, yeah. wow, right there. I was there front and center when Duke beat the entire life out of Carolina at Cameron. They drag them by like 25. Um, that was a super interesting game because it was like you're up 25, but the, it was deafening. It might have been the loudest yeah. I've ever heard Cameron. Um, and they're up 25. They were never – the game was never in doubt. Um, and Shire was out there. Shire was on the team, yeah. Nolan Smith had some big plays, yeah. yeah. They, they were out there killing. Um, man, I – The so shot? Many different ones. What did you say? The Austin River shot? I mean, of course. Definitely the Austin <laughs> River shot. Definitely the Austin River shot. Trey Jones, the putback, that was crazy. Yeah. The, the intentional miss. <laughs> But the Austin River shot, yeah, that was different. That was different because that's just – that's so Austin. You know, as soon as they missed and he got the ball, I was like, he's definitely going to shoot it. The only question is, 
is he going to get past half court before he shoots it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Austin had, he was like, nobody else do not call for the ball. You're not getting it. Don't yeah. What, what a yeah. strange game that was a late comeback from Duke. Seth Curry hit a couple of big shots down the stretch. Tyler Zeller for UNC took the basket back into, you know, Duke's net for a couple of Blue Devil points there. And then, uh, yeah, Austin Rivers had Andre Dawkins in one corner, Seth Curry in another, open and ready to take the last shot. And Sub-Zero said, I think I can handle this myself. Yeah, yeah, he took care of that. I remember (laughs) the the Zion Williamson game, too, that that, that wasn't, you know, and it was like – I remember there was the biggest ticket in town and we were there and uh, Barack Obama was there. Everybody. As soon there. as Obama walks right, in, that's, yeah, it was, it was that's the, different. <laughs> yeah, it was the, it was the greatest setting. And then it's just, it was just, it wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be. Still can't so, believe that happened. That's man, just sure wild. Can't yeah, I know for real. Glad to see he was able to get back in the ACC tournament against UNC and yeah. get right against them. One good time there. Well, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a great weekend. Duke and UNC, you're in the hoop state, Jason, and I want everybody to continue to love you, so I won't make you pick one side over the other for this upcoming weekend. But uh, as always, thanks again for the time here on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. All right, that's my good pal Jason Jordan joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.